0: be joyful, joyful, joyful and happy, just be Joy to the world, the Lord is come. Um, hi friends, since, uh, since Nathan has asked me to speak on joy, those have been the words that have been echoing through my head and something I've been thinking of constantly. Um, those lyrics are probably ones we'll sing, read, or hear in a retail store um, if they don't shut, stay shut down uh, or if they don't get shut down this Christmas season. Uh, it's the most published Christmas hymn in North America. It's the song I remember singing every single Christmas Eve service at church and it's one of the first songs that I taught myself on piano. It's It's pretty easy just to give you some contextual background. Um, the words of the hymn are written by an English writer, Isaac Watts is his name, and it's based on Psalm 98, Psalm 96, verses 11 to 12, and Genesis 3, verses 17 to 18. So the song was first published in 1719 in uh, Watts' collection, which was called Psalm of David. Um, what's interesting is in the first and second stanzas, the first two kind of verses that we think of, Watts writes of heaven and earth rejoicing at the coming of the king. Uh, stanza three, what it then transitions to is the speaking of crisis, Christ's blessings extending victoriously over the realms of sin. And then stanza four, the last sort of verse celebrates Christ's rule over the nations. So come back to that idea in a second here, but the nations are called to celebrate because of God's faithfulness to the house of Israel and how that brought salvation to the world. Um, I pondered those words a lot. I've been thinking about them a lot about what joy to the world world means for us as Christians. And so I have three basic questions that we're going to spend some time looking at. Uh, One is, how do you express joy in present day 2020? What does that look like? Uh, How did others express joy upon the arrival of Jesus? Since we're in Advent, I think something we need to consider is, how should we behave now that Jesus is coming? Or now that Jesus has come and we're celebrating that. Uh, And then the last question, how was Jesus joyful? So like any teaching or sermon you've ever seen before, it's helpful if we start with a definition of the very complex word joy. So joy is the emotion evoked by well-being, success, or good fortune, or by the prospect of possessing what one desires. Uh, Many pastors at this point would try to describe uh, that happiness is different than joy. I disagree. Rather, I'd argue that they aren't exclusive emotional states, but that they often occur at the same time, that happiness is the less intense version, I would say, of joy. You can be joyful without being happy, you can be happy without being joyful. They're not necessarily linked, but at the same time, they often come together. Uh, In Philippians four verse four, we are told the following. We're told to rejoice in the Lord always. I'll say it again, rejoice. And I think that's funny that Paul says this in, uh, to the church of Philippi when I'm teaching and I have a point that the students absolutely need to remember. I'll say it twice. Um, and Paul does the exact same thing here. He's, it's something that we need to hear, acknowledge, and then also understand as well and apply it. Uh, in Ecclesiastes 11 verse nine, you know, the, the chapter that says, uh, life is meaningless 38 times. Uh, it's also one of my favorite chapters of the Bible. And this is actually my favorite passage. One that I live my life based off of. It says the following in Ecclesiastes 11 verse nine says, you who are young, be happy while you are young and let your heart give you joy. In the days of your youth, follow the ways of your heart and whatever your eyes see, but know that for all of these things, God will bring you into judgment. So that banish anxiety from your heart and cast off the troubles of your body for youth and vigor are meaningless. Uh, psalms which has encompassed a lot of my devotional life in the last month uh, is covered verses like the following psalm 47 verse 1 clap your hands all you nations shout to god with cries of joy psalm 27 verse 6 then my head will be exalted above the enemies who surround me at his sacred tent i will sacrifice with shouts of joy i will sing and make music to the lord Psalm 30, verse 5: For his anger lasts only a moment, but his favor lasts a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but rejoicing comes in the morning. In the morning, uh, the very word "psalm" comes from a Hebrew word. I'm going to say this wrong: uh, tehillim, which, when derived, produces the word to praise or to shine. Um, so now, when we start thinking about uh, our applications of it, my first question for you is: How do you express joy in present day 2020? And personally, for me, my expression of joy is laughter. Um, I've been told a number of times by friends that I wear my emotions on my sleeve, and it's very easy to see, you know, how I'm feeling. Um, and one story that comes to mind: uh, I walked into our dining hall to do our morning, uh, our morning staff meeting that day, and literally the way that I opened up the door, uh, my director and my best friend there, uh, he said, "You're grumpy this morning. What's going on?" And that was uh, a infuriating. I stayed grumpy, just for the record, but. Um, I wear my emotions on my sleeve and and so it's easy to see when I am joyful or when I'm not uh, and my grandma often points out to me um, pictures from camp and she uses the word that I'm glowing that she can see that joy emanating out of me uh, when I'm at camp when I'm serving the Lord and I, I would say the same feeling exists when I'm teaching or when I'm I mean even doing this video right now I would say that that same joy exists for me um, that Teaching is the thing that I love to do. It's the thing I enjoy doing. I don't call my job work. I don't call teaching my grade 11, 12s work, though it may be challenging. Um, so for you, you're... Expression of joy might look slightly different. For me, it's laughter, loudness, and storytelling. Those are my three. Uh, for you, it might be smiling, singing, dancing, maybe laughing, maybe celebrating, uh, maybe just conversing. Or for some people, joy can even be that sense of peace where you see them in sort of a tranquil state of just calmness. Um, as you're considering this, response, I also want you to ask yourself the following questions. Uh, what brings you joy? How do you express that joy? And most importantly, how do you share that joy with others? Given that we're in the season of Advent, um, a word that means, Advent means, the arrival of a notable person, thing, or event. My second question for you is, is of course, how, do you, how did others express joy upon the arrival of Jesus? And I did some research uh, just on the word joy itself. And upon the research, I found uh, this interesting website that estimates word counts in the Bible, which I thought was cool. Um, I found it extremely interesting that the word joy in this is in the NIV version is mentioned 155 times in the Old Testament, but only 63 times in the New Testament. The word praise, another similar word, is mentioned 299 times in the Old Testament, versus 41 times in the New Testament. And I began to wonder why that was, and I couldn't find much research. So here are some of my thoughts about why that difference might exist: that the word joy or praise might be uh, more prevalent in the New, uh, in the Old Testament as opposed to the New. So I wonder if that difference that Uh, the joy being, the word joy and praise being more prevalent in the Old Testament was intentional. That the coming of Jesus was celebrated and discussed with such joy that it was mentioned more than the New Testament. Or I wonder if that's simply attributed to David and the other authors of Psalms um, and their expressions of joy in that book. Or I wonder if it aligns more with an article written by David Mathis who said that joy is essential to Christian life, that the process of finding a relationship with the Holy Spirit is a joy-filled and unfamiliar process. And then once the relationship is established, that it becomes a given that your life will be covered with joy because of that relationship with Christ. Perhaps there's another reason for this circumstance, that joy becomes harder once we have an established relationship with Christ. Uh, Paul, the man who spent his life in jail and in persecution, is the main contributor of the word joy to the New Testament. So maybe it's in that suffering that we're supposed to experience joy. Um, It's interesting going back to Isaac Watts, Joy to the World. He spends three of the four stanzas celebrating Christ's arrival and his time on earth. But he spends only one stanza talking about the result of Christ's victory over sin after he went up to heaven. Uh, Regardless to... The reasonings, one theme revealed itself to me. Um, I've been going through the old gospels trying to find um, which one would be best to give to a friend uh, should they start reading and and why it might be the best to give to this individual. Um, Luke gives us the clearest representation, though, of the response to Jesus's arrival. In Luke 1 verse 46 to 55, we see Mary's song um, where she rejoices about the fact that she's going to have a baby. Uh, in Luke 1, 67-79, we see the the song of Zechariah, um, where he um, will have a prophet, where he will have a prophet be born to him. Uh, and then after that, we see um, in Luke 2, 14... Suddenly a great company of the heavenly host appeared with the angel, praising God and saying glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. And so what I found interesting or a pattern that I saw throughout each of these passages that the arrival of Jesus was brought into the world with song. And I want to challenge you to see that you celebrate the coming of Jesus or the, the past coming of Jesus the same way this season that make yourself a playlist or a CD with songs that celebrate uh, and express the joyful arrival of our savior. Um, Just the patterns that I've been seeing in the Bible, but also um, the number of times joy is mentioned, Old Testament versus new. This Christmas season, one that I particularly love and adore is one that's supposed to be celebrated with joy for the same reasons that Mary, Zachariah, and the heavenly hosts did. That we are sort of re-celebrating the birth of our Savior, but also that Jesus came, that he came down to earth. Um, should you feel called to to follow in this action of, you know, creating yourself a playlist or a CD, sing as well. Sing and praise the fact that God sent his son to be in relationship with us. To give us a picture of what living for the Lord in a life of perfection looks like. Sing and celebrate that fact. As children, we're often given the phrase, or sometimes wristbands or weird tattoos, uh, WWJD. Uh, there's a really funny take on that called uh, uh, by Michael Jr. called What Would James Do? Instead of Jesus, since James is his younger brother, it's very funny. Um, but my last question for you then would be, how did Jesus express joy? If we were to live a life that was identical to Christ or live in a Christ-like fashion, how did Jesus express joy? In the New Testament, God himself in full manhood, he doesn't change his tune once he's become, um, as Isaiah calls him, the man of sorrows in our fallen world. And that's from Isaiah 53 verse 3. He, however, commanded our joy as much as anyone and gave us even more reasons to rejoice. Uh, Rejoice and be glad for your reward is great in heaven is what Jesus says in Matthew, uh, Matthew 5, verse 12. Leap for joy, Luke 6, 23. Rejoice that your names are written in heaven, Luke 10, verse 20. Joy is possible, joy is real, and joy is rich as well. So we should turn to also our friends and neighbors and say, rejoice with me. Which is why when I was asking you those questions earlier to ponder, Um, I asked you three different questions. Uh, The first question that I asked you was, how do you express joy or what are your expressions of joy? Uh, The second question that I asked you there was, um, how are you sharing your joy with other people? And the third question was, how do you personally express that joy? So those three questions, how do you share joy with other people? That's part of the commands that Jesus gave us. Uh, it was a strange thought that occurred to me actually a couple of Christmases ago in church. Uh, in my brain, I always imagined Jesus to be the table-flipping, God-worshipping, super serious guy of the group, the guy who rarely took time to laugh but took everything seriously. You probably have someone in your life who would fit that moniker. Uh, it wasn't until I heard a spiel, there was a, a performance going on in our church about Jesus' smile and his laugh and, quote, the way his eyes lit up that I really started to consider whether or not Jesus would have enjoyed his time here on earth with his creation. And that was the WWJD moniker that came into my head and I thought, hmm, if Jesus was joyful, I should probably do the same. Uh, being brutally honest, this reason, this realization was part of the reason I became a teacher. Um, I love teaching. I love kids. Those are two qualities that Jesus showed us his, during his time here on earth. I also have a desire to do things that bring me joy and teaching is one of those things. Um, I definitely do not believe that everyone should be uh, teachers or even amazing with kids per se, but I do believe that Jesus's life serves as a model of how we ought to live ours, including the ways that he was joyful. Uh, In John 15, he says, as the father has loved me, so I have loved you now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my father's commands and remained in his love. I've told you this, that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Uh, being a Christian means that being joyful is not optional. Being a Christian means that our Advent season should be a joyful one. We are celebrating the coming of our Savior, our Christ, after all. I'm not saying that being joyful is easy. In fact, I would argue that being joyful nowadays is harder than it has been ever. Um, We're in the face of a pandemic and we're also at the peak of a lot of uh, suicide rates, depression rates, anxiety rates as well. Um, I would offer that being joyful is one of our challenges to being a Christian. Um, Some people are just simply better than others at being joyful Uh, Due to their living situation their personality outlook etc i personally would describe myself as someone who has never had much difficulty finding joy Um, the exception being honestly during uh teaching during the covid shutdown that that was for me the most difficult challenge of my life was finding joy in things that have been taken away from me statistically it's becoming harder and harder to be joyful I would argue, however, and and this is not to put you down or put you out of place, that none of us have it as bad as Paul did. And he was the key contributor of the joyful messages in the New Testament. Uh, If finding joy is a challenge for you, I would encourage you to look at the history of Paul. Uh, Find tactics that he used to remain joy-filled through his trials and tribulations. And interestingly, we see that same theme coming up again, that we see Paul singing in prison. And uh, I think that's... I think there's a a reason that singing comes about so often when joy is also discussed. I think that's something that we need to see if we can find a connection between this Christmas season. Uh, This Christmas season is about celebrating the coming of our Savior. Celebrate that message with joy and with song. I hope to see you soon. Uh, Grace and peace.